AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? It is Super Bowl preview time. It is the AAT Birds Weekly Report, and it is, let's be honest, the biggest show that this network has ever done. Why? Because the Philadelphia Eagles are officially playing in the Super Bowl in just a few days. I am Chip at Chip for the Birds, as always, joined by the one and only Johnny U at Johnny U 9322 and Kendall at K Eagles. Gentlemen, how is it only f***ing Wednesday? Right. Oh my gosh. I know it's like torture waiting for this, but you know, it's unfortunately we have to wait a little bit longer, but Hey, the game's coming, coming closer. Uh, the, the one thing that I want to say, I, I like the media day and everything, all that stuff's cool. But you know, this whole two week thing is just, they, there's, there, there's no need for this pro bowl garbage that they play and all this stuff and all this stuff leading up to it. You know, I just think it's just, I tried to watch the pro bowl. Yeah, well, I, I tried. I tried. My favorite part was kick tac toe. <laughs> that was the best part. The catch thing was stupid. You know, Stefan Diggs got caught being real sus with his uh his oh look, I'm 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 a superhero, but you're directly up a, a cheerleader's bum. Like it's just I, I, I couldn't I couldn't watch it. It was flag football. At this point, just pay them for the Pro Bowl and move on with it. Don't actually do anything. You're not. It's bad. It's bad. You know what's not bad? The Philadelphia Eagles because they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you know there was a Pro Bowl. Javier there Simpson. was. Yeah, fortunately, there there was. But you know, getting into this game, looking at this team, a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champion, and the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles squaring off uh, at State Farm Stadium in Arizona on Sunday, 630. And, and you know, the, the one thing I want to start with is talking about these quarterbacks. And, of course, these quarterbacks, in my opinion, are going to be 1-2 in the voting for MVP, uh, which yeah. will be released uh, tomorrow night. You'll get the awards, everything there. But when you really look at these two guys and the way that the team is run, basically, between – the two quarterbacks. You look at Patrick Mahomes, who lost basically one of the best receivers in the game, uh-huh. and he's still able to put the numbers up that he put up. Uh, he still has some weapons there with Travis Kelsey and MVS, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Juju. He's got some weapons there. And then you look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, phenomenal season. The step, the leap that he made. Yep. That a lot of us, you know, we wanted to see a gradual step up in production in play and we got a huge step a huge oh, huge and you look at that and you you can you can point that to the additions of AJ Brown but i still look at the other guys that they have there you know Miles Sanders was there Dallas Goddard Devontae Smith Quez Watkins you have all these guys already there AJ Brown yes he was a great piece a great addition and a, and of course you cannot discount the offensive line and what they're able to oh. do uh, protection wise and everything for Jalen, but you're looking at these two quarterbacks and it's, it's going to be on these, these two guys and who's going to be making the plays. No, definitely. Um, and the offense has been pretty, even still after the giants week, week 18 game, it's been pretty vanilla in the playoffs. And I feel like we're going to see a complete different offense in the Super Bowl, at least compared to the last two weeks. Um, the Eagles have gotten up big in both games and, we're pretty much forced just to run and milk the clock. So that's kind of an advantage for the Eagles going to this game. Uh, they don't have much tape uh, passing-wise. So I think in the first half, we're going to see a really pass-happy Hurts. Uh, 
they're probably going to look to get Brown and Smitty involved early. Um, had the Chiefs defense on their toes and forced them to stay disciplined <clears throat> and not bite the run right away. And then depending on how the first half goes, I would imagine they're probably going to get uh, also run happy the second half and then, you know, milk that clock and, you know, get that Kansas City defense run down and fatigued. So hopefully we see a more well-balanced offense this weekend, and I expect that. But then again, I can also foresee us just, you know, ground and pound and running that ball. It's uh, So I was lucky enough to do a, a Boston podcast this week. Um, it was a, a, a Patriots podcast. They brought me in as an Eagles person, and they brought a Chiefs guy in. And it was so funny to hear them talk about how the Philadelphia Eagles have been this running monstrosity, like this team that just runs the ball. They're the best in football, running the football um, for a couple of years now. And I, I thinking to myself, man, that's been like the last two years, because before that, we have always been a pass heavy team. In fact, the, the concern with Sirianni is that he does focus on what's working. Jalen Hurts. Again, dealing with a shoulder injury has done enough to win the games. He hasn't been lights out. He hasn't been incredible. Um, and that's overall why I do think Patrick Mahomes will win the MVP award because he loses a player like Tyreek Hill and still manages to put up the numbers that he does. But Jalen Hurts is going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday. And I know we're way ahead and we're doing predictions, things like that. Five years ago, when the Philadelphia Eagles won a Super Bowl, it was a lightning in a bottle situation. The Patriots were the better team on paper. They should have won that game, but everything went right for the Eagles that night. We had the backup quarterback doing the right thing. We had catches going our way. We had calls going our way. We had play calls going our way. And the Eagles played better. The this is five years later now. The Philadelphia Eagles are the better football team on Sunday. They have the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line and depth. They have the better corners. They've got the better overall team. And right now they've got more fire. This Philadelphia Eagles team is the better team. And I do expect them to win on Sunday because of that. No, and you, you mentioned it there. They, they are the better team. If you look position by position. But, but hold on, Johnny, but not if you ask anybody in the media. According to the media, this Philadelphia Eagles team is the worst Super Bowl representatives ever. And I want to point out that the Chicago Bears with Rex Grossman played in a Super Bowl. So let's just back up. Not Rex Grossman. Uh, who was it? Um, no, it was, it was Grossman, Grossman, right? I was right. Yeah. yeah, Rex Grossman. This Philadelphia Eagles team has gotten crapped on, and they keep moving the yard line, right? So it was supposed to be the, the 49ers and the Eagles were going to be this incredible matchup. And then we beat the living hell out of the babies from San Francisco, the San Francisco 40 whiners, right? We beat the hell out of them. So what do they do? They move it again. Oh, it's because of this, this, and this. So you know what? Keep counting us out. This Philadelphia Eagles team is better, and they are going to prove that they are a great football team. And I cannot wait for Sunday. Yeah, I think the the way the media is going, there, there are people picking the Eagles. You do have that, but... You know, looking at these teams position by position, now, of course, the quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. Um, sure. You, Of course, he's been doing it longer. You know, you have to give him. He's one of the, the best talents this game has seen in the last number of years, what he's been doing on the field. And, you know, the way, the way that I'm looking at this, ro this roster-wise, basically both teams, is you take, in fact, the strengths of the Eagles the offense and defensive line. And you take a look at that and that is where this ball game is going to be be won. And a lot, a lot of games are won one and lost in the, in the trenches. But you know, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show talked about it's one of the best lines he's seen in the last 20 years. Um when I'm looking at at this basically this game breaking it down, looking at the matchups and my biggest matchup that I'm looking at is Hassan Reddick going up against Andrew Wiley. The right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs has given up nine sacks this year. Uh -huh. And Hassan Reddick, of course, in the regular season and postseason, has 19 and a half sacks. So right there is, is a basically there is a huge matchup <clears throat> right there. And <clears throat> I the way that I see, you know, Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's 
he's been practicing full practice, his, his ankle and everything. He's not going to be 100%. We know that. So if you're able to make him escape to his left, where he's got to put the weight on that angle to turn, to throw, do things like that, you got to get him uncomfortable. That's the way you beat generational type quarterbacks. You have to get them uncomfortable. With Tom Brady, it was get pressure up the middle, certain things like that to get him uncomfortable. And that's what the Eagles are going to need to do with Patrick Holmes is get him uncomfortable, get him off, you know, a little bit. I know he makes awesome plays doing all sorts of things, running around, throwing sidearm, all of all the stuff. Cool. Great. You have to get him off. You have to basically hopefully hit him a couple times, you know, make him feel a little bit of something and make sure that let's see how healthy that ankle is, you know, with Hassan Reddick bearing down on you and the, it's not just him, though. It's everybody. It's why they have 70 sacks this regular season. It's why they have uh, 78 sacks total. You know, yeah. I, I saw I saw something that where they were giving the Chiefs uh, all these props for having this amazing defensive line, and they have all these sacks this season. And they completely glossed over the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles have 70 sacks. Like, this Eagles team has not come across – an offensive line that can slow them down. And this Chiefs offensive line isn't going to be the one that does it. Pat Mahomes with a bum ankle, and let's call it like it is. Like, I would be, I feel like a little more scared if, you know, Tyreek Hill was still on this team because he was a devastating weapon for Pat Mahomes. He was an absolutely devastating beast in the game that he played against the Eagles. Last year, when the Eagles played pretty much nothing but backups, right? The Eagles played pretty much nothing but backups last year. So they're going to keep bringing that game up, bringing that game up. That's fine. Go ahead. We're not the same team. Pat Mahomes is going to be running for his life all day. And, you know, because it's the Super Bowl, yeah, he's going to be feeling good in the first half. But then he's going to have to sit for, I don't know, 45 minutes at halftime for Rihanna to sing about an umbrella, Ella, 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 Ella. And that ankle is going to start to feel sore, sore, sore again. And the second half, you're going to start to see Pat Mahomes struggling. And we're yeah. pretty good at stopping, I don't know, tight ends. Like, you know, I, I don't know, George Kittle last week, who we completely neutralized. And yes, because we shut down Brock Purdy. We're going to be able to, to focus in on Travis Kelsey. And I do not think that, you know, Marquez, Vontez, Scantling, or Galladay or whoever, or Isaiah Pacheco, or all of these other guys are anywhere as good as the weapons that the 49ers had. They're not as good as the weapons that the Vikings had when we shut that. I mean, this Eagles defense is kind of legendary at this point for what they've been able to do. And the final piece that they need to have that level of success and have that level of should we talk about them with the you know the 80 some bears and the and the legion of boom and all those guys is they got to help make sure that they shut down a pretty damn good offense in the super bowl in the kansas city chiefs yeah defensively to your point johnny about reddick uh going into the matchup i was thinking that a song was kind of a big game but the more i think about it the more i think that andy reed's going to try to you know pretty much play away to our strengths and, you know, not even let Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat get to Mahomes. Um, I can definitely foresee Mahomes getting that ball out quick. Um, you know, MVS is, could be a great speed option out in the flats or, you know, quick screen game or a quick slant. You know, Travis Kelsey against a linebacker is a dis disaster in the making. So, um, I mean, I – I would love to see the defensive line get home, but mm -hmm. I, just, I don't see that happening this week, this weekend because I can just foresee Andy Reid not wanting Mahomes to get touched because he has a bum ankle. Um, also, Mahomes doesn't have time to improvise. So when it comes to our defensive line, you know, they're going to get home soon. So he won't be able, even with his ankle hurt or not, he's not going to be able to, to improvise and make the plays like he wants. So I think it's going to be – not they don't run RPOs, so it's not going to be like an RPO type game. But it's going to be quick slants, you know, stuff in the flats. The running backs are going to get their catches. Travis Kelsey out in the flats is going to get his. Um, I just don't see Andy Reid letting the Eagles' defensive line even get a chance to make a play because if they get back in there and you know strip sack or whatever else, you know it's second and six. They turn into third and third and long. That's going to be an issue for them. 
Yeah, because you know they're one of the best teams in terms of throwing the ball. You know, for the sticks, um, and it's kind of the offense that they have to run now without Tyreek Hill, without that deep threat. That's kind of just the way that they are they're running their offense, and it's one thing you have to as as the Eagles. You know, you can't be playing back eight nine yards uh, because he's just going to dink and dunk his way right down the field. You're going to need to play a little bit aggressively, but not too aggressive. Um, you're going to have Derek McKinnon out of the backfield, Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was taken off of IR. Mikhail um, Hardiman was put on IR. So, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't a receiving option as well. So it gives him another guy. Um, you know, you just have to look at e- what you want to do is you want to not have Travis Kelsey be the one to beat you. Bracket coverage. Right. You have to try and double team. If Valdez Scantling or, you know, someone else, Pacheco, someone, they beat you, okay. But you don't want to go in with the guy who is the number one tight end, all these yards, the number one weapon for Mahomes, him beat you because that should be the focal point. And I think, you know, Gannon, especially the last portion of the season, you know, even ever since they got Joseph and Sue, uh-huh. The pass rush has been insane. I think it has to do a little bit with the rotation. Um, well, it never, it never, never slows down, that. Johnny. It never slows down because think about it. You have Indomitian Sue and Lindell Joseph as backups who would be starters on most teams. So even by the time you get out Jordan Davis and you get out Fletcher Cox and you get out Brandon Graham and you get out Josh Sweat and you get – you have Linville Joseph and you have Indomic and Sue ready to fire up too. Like no, no teams have this level of depth. No, no. Yeah, one does. I also think defensively it's big that, you know, Gannon likes to keep everything in front of him. So, you know, when, with Mahomes does do this dink and dunk, dunk stuff off real quick, you know, the DBs are going to get beat, but you got to make sure everything's in front of you, make a tackle. But I, I think Gannon, he can't be afraid to, you know, be aggressive, bring up Slade and Bradbury. Um, trust them that, you know, they can guard Juju, they can guard MVS, they, they can make a play. And let them play to their potential and mm-hmm. let them make a play. Because if, you regard, if you're going to get dinked and dunked by Pat Mahomes and he's driving, you know, 80 yards, you know, for eight minutes, it's you're going to lose a game. And – that's been Gannon's biggest critique this year is not making mid-game adjustments. And this is a game where you cannot just simply – you can't just sit back and just, you know, be satisfied. I understand he wants to stick to your game plan, but if you need to make adjustments, you need to do it immediately. And if not, you know, Mahomes is going to have a field day. But, um, right. again, be aggressive with the corners. Um, you know, Chauncey Garner, he hasn't really had a – had a big play since he's come back, but you know, before his injury, he was making picks left and right. Uh, Bradbury has been phenomenal. He's going to get his back next year. Um, Slay's starting to come back to his, you know, beginning of the season form. So these guys are well rested and they're going against, I say a below average or just average receiving core. So trust them to make plays and, and yeah. Yeah. And I, I think a huge thing looking at the Eagles defense is what you said about, you know, that big play. Um, and, Getting that turnover, I think that's gonna, that's a huge thing to be able to cause turnover to get your offense extra be- possessions. And I think this kind of uh, turns us into the offensive side of the ball about the Eagles' offense going up against this Chiefs' defense. <laughs> well, which 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 part? The fact that we have the one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL and we're going against a bunch of rookie corners. The fact that all we really have to do is stop Chris Jones because they don't have that level of depth on their defensive line. Or are you talking about the fact that we have so many different ways to be successful offensively? So say they shut down the passing game, then we run the ball. Say we shut down the running game. Then we pass the ball. Say they shut down the deep routes. Then we can pass the ball to Miles Sanders. We can pass the ball to Dallas Goddard. Say they shut down the run-pass option. Then we can do quick screens out to to Gainwell and to Boston Scott in the flat. There is so many different ways that this Philadelphia Eagles team can attack, whereas the Kansas City Chiefs, the only way that they are successful is if Pat Mahomes leads them to victory. Yeah, that's why I say the Eagles are going to get pass happy the first half because there are some young corners and – you know, I love 
beat Brown and, and Smitty against those guys. And you know, Smitty's one of the best route runners in the league. Brown's super physical, and you know he's hard to guard one on one. Get those guys involved early, and you're, you're forcing the Chiefs to pretty much be on their toes. And you know, then you throw in some you know some play action, or you, you toss right. in some uh, some some dives or whatnot. But um, it's it's important that, that they develop the pass game in the first half because it just it forces Kansas City to have pretty much stay disciplined and force everything in front of them, and they they can't be as aggressive as they would probably prefer. So um, I would love to see Brown get his in the beginning, Smitty get his in the beginning. Obviously, Goddard, you know, those are some pretty solid linebackers. So I don't know how how, how well he'll fare against them, but um, get that pass game going, and then you know pound that ball in the second half and then you know you'll be a half away from Super Bowl so I, I I just think that if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs they've been successful when Pat Mahomes can do what he does look I'm not denying that he's a great quarterback he is I'm just saying that he's not the level of exceptional that everyone says he is and we all know that Andy Reid coach teams tend to struggle in the biggest games so yes Andy Reid has won a Super Bowl Pat Mahomes looked mediocre when he beat the 49ers all those years ago so you you're only going to go as far as Pat Mahomes takes you and I think if we can put some pressure on Travis Kelsey and prevent him and jam him off the line, prevent him from having a huge day, then there's not many other ways that the Chiefs can score. Look, Isaiah Pacheco, he's a great back, but now Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back, so they're going to try to balance it out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a masher. He's going to run directly into the line. You just got to tackle him, and our defensive line is a beast. We are super strong against the run. I do not understand why all these people are just going, well, the Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs are going to win. There are so many reasons why the Eagles are going to win, and I wish people were fair about it. Right, yeah, and I think the Chiefs are going to get their, their running backs involved. They're uh, going to try, for sure. Jared McKinnon, he's been really good their uh, their last couple of games of the season, and he hasn't really been as involved, except for the uh, the game against the Jaguars. He was pretty involved, but he wasn't really involved against the Bengals. But, 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 Ken- but Kendall, but if you get McKinnon involved and you get Pacheco involved, and you get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire involved. No, I mean, I'm not just saying this to run game. I'm saying all around. They love, uh, yeah. they love getting McKinnon out of the backfield. And I'm telling you what, I'm taking McKinnon and maybe even Pacheco against our linebackers. Um, our linebackers, Kaiser, you know, he struggled midseason. He kind of turned around towards the end. But McKinnon's a very, very solid receiving back. And I know Andy Reid's going to get creative with him. Um, again, they're, they're going to look to get to get quick quick screens, you know, quick passes out. They're not going to let the Eagles defensive line even have a chance to get home. They're just not. Cuz you can't you can't allow that. And to your point about Mahomes not playing well against the Niners, um uh, he has struggled really in all his Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. And you know, the his the the Super Bowl win they had against Niners, he was bad for three quarters and then he had a hell uh-huh. of a bailout by Tyreek Hill in the fourth quarter and um Against the Bucs, they only scored nine points. So um, he has not played well under the big stage. But, again, this is Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league. Under, no. Under the league. Yes. It's, it, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. It's not close. He is, the best quarterback in the league? No way. Who do you think is better? As a straight-up quarterback, Joe Patrick Burrow. Mahomes. No. Joe Burrow is a better quarterback. No. There's a reason why Mahomes is playing and Burrow's not. If Burrow does make those mistakes in the Josh in the Allen quarter, is a better quarterback. Absolutely not. Absolutely but, not. But Mahomes has a better overall system and the tools around him that play when they have to play. Patrick Mahomes has MVS, Juju Smith Schuster, and some average Joe playing receiver, and he has five thousand yards. Everyone thought, including me, that when if Tyreek Hill was when he left, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be last in the division." But look at the pass. But look at the pass to run ratio good. all season. It wasn't that- balanced. Look at the pass to run ratio all season. Look at every team that Andy Reid has ever coached. He is a pass heavy quarterback, or he's a pass because heavy he's coach. Patrick Mahomes, you have to pass him. That's all. You, all they have. And credit to the offensive line because they've done a very good job of protecting him this year. But when you have a quarterback that has that kind of talent. 
you have to do it. And there's a reason why this is what their third Super Bowl in 40 years. It's not by coincidence because if Josh Allen was so good, he would get past, you know, the championship game. He can't do that. Burrow got here last year. He couldn't finish. He couldn't win the, he couldn't win the big game. There's a reason why Mahomes is here for the third time in four years because he is the best quarterback, and I am his biggest hater. I hate him because I'm so jealous of who he is and what they have with him, but he's the best. It's not even close. But if they can limit him and they can take away that sort of stuff and they can you know, force him to stay in that pocket, he's not going to have a chance on Sunday because that secondary is too good. Um, Bradbury and Slay have been phenomenal all year. That's just going to continue on Sunday. Well, and that's and that's the key. I mean, now I I don't think enough people are talking about this secondary that he's about to face. Um, look, Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. I will I will give you great. I won't say the greatest, but I'll give you he's a great quarterback. Doesn't change the fact that Darius Slay and James Bradbury have been incredible all season. And if you do not think that they are going to be able to isolate a bunch of guys who are on their second and third team, you're wrong because they were able to shut a prime Justin Jefferson down. They were able to shut a prime Debo Samuel down. They have shut down every big name receiver that has come their way. And Juju Smith Schuster and MVS are not big name receivers anymore. No, they're not big name receivers, but you just they just basically have to do their job. It's, they got to shut down Travis Kelsey. That's it. Yeah, you, you have to stop Travis Which is Kelsey. so hard to do. It is. Yeah. It is. He's he, he's a heck of a player and you, you can put two guys on him, he's going to be open. No, you you're right. And this the way it's the way he gets open. He's just such a great talent. And I think the other thing is, you know, looking at the Eagles Eagles defense, you know, Kaiser White played in the Chargers for how many years? Went up against Andy Reid all those times. You know, not 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 saying he's going to be able to help them stop Mahomes, but there's familiarity there. You know, any anything, and that's one thing I love about Nick Sirianni. He tries to take any little thing he can and put it towards a strength of the team, right. and and that's huge. And again, that's what great coaches do. Yeah, and that's why they're in the Super Bowl because they do things like that. They're able to you know, game plan and be able to, you know, I, I think the one thing that they they've done great this season is they attack a team's weakness. Yes. And, you know, with, with Jalen and the offense, you know, the weakness of Kansas city, I would probably say they're secondary. Um, they got the a lot secondary of is young as hell. The, uh, the, very the, young. How about the fact that the Kansas city chiefs are one of the youngest teams in football? Well, that's what, listen, Again, that's what happens when you have a quarterback making the amount of money, and the Eagles are going to see it down the line because after the Super Bowl, in the coming weeks, Jalen Hurts will be getting a massive extension. So there are things that you have to do. You have there's things that need to be done. But you know, looking at the Eagles, the 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 one stat that I did see as well, which was it was very interesting, was the Eagles are one of the top teams in rushing yards between the numbers uh-huh. or between the tackles. If you want to say that too. Same and thing. the chiefs are one of the worst defending between the tackles really? because our offensive line is the best in football. Well, the chiefs being one of the worst also tells you, yes, their linebackers are very, very good, very fast sideline to sideline type of linebackers. But if you're able to get them one-on-one with the offensive line, they're not the biggest guys. Bolton is not the biggest guy, and neither is Willie Gay. So right. they're not the you know the biggest linebacker. They're not anything what you saw last week with, with Dre, or two weeks ago with Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. That's very nope. surprising because the way they talk about the Chiefs defensive line makes it sound like you know they're a well, top. Chris, I mean, Chris, Chris Jones. Jones it's Chris, Chris Jones. Jones, one of the best players. In the okay, it's, it's Chris Jones, player. and he's one of the best players. But think about it. We just completely. 1 million percent shut down Nick Bosa, who's about to be named defensive player of the year. So again, it's a little bit different because say Amalu and one, you know, he moves all around. He's, I, I get it, good player, but, but I, I, I think that it needs to be said very clearly. Like you can keep saying that we're going against this great, you know, we're going against Justin Jefferson. He's going to go off. Well, no, he doesn't. We're going up against Nick Bosa and he's going to go off. Well, no, he doesn't. We're going up against Chris Jones and he's going to go off. I, I don't see it happening. 
hopefully it doesn't. But again, there's there's certain players like you have to account for they, because Frank Clark's not a terrible pass rusher. He's a very good pass rusher as well. Okay, yeah, he's so, definitely sound. You know what they have to do is they need to be able to exploit the linebackers, get to uh-huh. that second level, use the run game because if they're able to establish drives and score touchdowns, what that does one eats the clock up and doesn't give Patrick Mahomes a ton of time and opportunity. You keep the ball out of his hands. If you're going down the field, going 10 plays, five, six, seven, eight minutes of game time, you're keeping the ball out of his hands. And that's a way to try and beat this chiefs team by not letting them have a ton of possessions, not turning the ball over. And if you can get turnovers, like there's so many different things with this game. And yeah, would you, would you want to see, you know, Jalen be able to be a, a better passer to be able to be, you know, hit those deep shots. You know, he struggled recently, uh, especially in the playoffs, you're missing some guys to be able to hit that because if they're able to be clicking like that and, you know, wouldn't it be great? You know how Nick always says, and then even Jalen says that we haven't played our best football yet. If they come out in the Super Bowl and play their absolute flawless best game, that would be absolutely phenomenal because it would show you what kind of team this is. And I want to kind of bring this to you, Kendall, because I saw you post something about if the Eagles win this Super Bowl, being one of the all-time great teams. I feel like it definitely has to be in consideration. And I understand the media, you know, doesn't love this team and doesn't love their schedule. But I saw a reply today as someone said, they're like, when you think of great teams, you think of who they were, not who they played. And that's such a, a great statement because it's like, I mean, if you look at this play, roster top to bottom, like it's amazing. Is one of the top best teams of all time. Um, I really love that 2014 Seahawks team. Um, that defense was lights out. Um, Not a Super Bowl winning team, but I think you have to talk about that. Uh, well, I think it was the 98 Vikings team. Yeah. They, they got to be up there. You know, the Carolina Panthers team with Cam Newton, they went, what, I think 15 and one. They're going to be one of the all time great teams. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's tons of teams you can put in, but I mean, for this Eagles team, I mean, you scratch their record away, and, you know, it doesn't matter who they played. This is roster, Howie Rosen has assembled. Like, it's it's one of the best, like, ever, like, let alone the franchise. It's it's an amazing roster. There's not only is there great starters, but there's so much depth. Defensive line has a rotation of 12 people, which is just unheard of. Secondary, you have a great slot corner. You have a two literally all pro corners. You have a a safety who's just transitioned to safety. You know, your linebackers aren't, you know, godsend, but they're still very productive, very solid. Offensive line, best in the league. Might be the best in the Eagles history. Yeah. Um, receivers, you have 1A, 1B. You've got her. You have two great phenomenal running backs. You have a top three quarterback. I mean, you can't ask for much more. And I, I feel like people who say that they don't agree with that is they're just – not truly understanding how how loaded this team is. It doesn't it doesn't fit their narrative that this Eagles team is a soft number one seed in the NFC and they haven't beaten anybody and they're, they're you know Jalen Hurts they should still trade him after the offseason. It doesn't fit the narrative that people have been trying to put onto this team. When and we said this last week, this Philadelphia Eagles team and I do, I Johnny I feel like you would know this stat more than I do. I'm pretty sure that it's going to be one of the first times in NFL history that a team is going to start 22 of 22 opening day starters in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I haven't looked into it. I think that hasn't been done before. You really, you which means it. that the way that this roster was built said that we know what the caliber of this team is, and they have been the best team in football since week one. So it's it. What you said before about the Eagles playing a soft postseason schedule. And like, I, I want to put this way. I know they just had a 30 for 30, everything. The 2000 Baltimore Ravens, you would say that's one of the, a really good all time. That's, that's, yeah. They're right. So defenses, if you look at their postseason, okay. They played the Denver Broncos in the wild card round. They played against Gus Ferrat, who they, <laughs> in, who got injured. And then J- Jarius Jackson came in and played the rest of that game. The next Yummy. game, they played against the 
Tennessee Titans who had Steve McNair, which is a good quarterback. So that one, you really can't say too much. Then in the AFC championship game. Oh boy. Okay. They knocked out Rich Gannon. Yep. And Bobby Hoying came in and played the rest of that game. So yes, Eagles may have had some luck in terms of the 49ers, the injuries and everything, but they caused those injuries. That's my point. I got hurt. It's a part of the game. It is. And like they, they can say it's, it's whatever it's a cupcake schedule, the easiest super bowl, you know, easiest super bowl run. Um, anything that they that they want to say it's it is what it is there if the eagles win it'll be well patrick mahomes wasn't 100 percent, and you know one thing i have to say and i looked at next year's if the eagles win they'd have that opening game at home on a thursday night well they play the 49ers in lincoln financial field next year that's got to be the game probably the opening game i was just thinking about that because of all the people yeah people if people want to you know, see how good this team is. Look at how many players that are going to get paid this offseason. Players that who the Eagles won't be able to resign because they're going to get such yep. massive contracts. Bradbury is going to get a four-year, you know, 60 side, somewhat whatever dollar deal. You know, Chauncey's going to get a huge extension. Edward is going to get an extension. Hargrave, all these guys are going to get paid. And guess what? The Eagles cannot afford to pay everyone because yep. you know why? Everyone's so good. And it just speaks to how good this team is. And it's like, there's just so many different ways you can you can show that how, how great this team is. People are just trying to find ways how they're not. And it's like, they need to be considered as one of the best, in my opinion. Yeah, you you have to. You look at, this team is 16-1 and one when Jalen Hurts starts a football game this season. And it's, I don't know, they just... Yeah. And, and not enough people are talking about that. Not enough people are talking about the fact that... J- and so... To me, and the only thing that I would say could kind of sway the MVP award to Jalen Hurts, um, I do think Mahomes wins the MVP award because he did all these things, played a full slate of games uh, with having gotten rid of Tiger Kill and still puts up the numbers he did. But if you look at this Eagles team when they had to play uh, Minshew and they still tried to run the same offense, you saw that Minshew was not as good of a quarterback as Jalen Hurts. Therefore... The fact that this team goes 16-1 with Jalen Hurts, the fact that this team goes and gets him players to help him on this run, the fact that Jalen Hurts, as soon as the game ended last year against Tampa Bay, he said, we're close. We're real close. And then he puts in all the work in the offseason and makes this team not only a Super Bowl contender, but a Super Bowl favorite. I just need – look, Mark, Mark saying it in, in the comments. No one likes us. We don't care. You know, Jason Kelsey's speech for for Broad Street is already rewritten. I mean, this Eagles team has been crapped on this entire season. So much so that we now have an underdog clothing brand. Like, fine. Fine. Mark, you know you do not have to apologize for comments. We are excited. We are struggling the fact that it's only Wednesday. I went into the game last week with San Francisco or two weeks ago with San Francisco confident. I went into the game before that confident. I'm going into this game confident because I have not with the exception of the game that we lost to Washington. I have not seen weaknesses in this Eagle team that they have not been able to respond back and bounce back from. And I don't see with two weeks to prepare Sirianni is one of the best game planners I have ever seen. And so is Gannon. And so is Steichen. And Jalen Hurts wants to work. And Darius Slay's got a fire in his eyes. And Hassan Reddick hasn't blinked since he saw the Super Bowl trophy just sitting around at media day. Like, this team is hungry. They are not going to... They, they, they might press a little, but they're, they're not going to make mistakes. Well, you can't make mistakes against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and this Chiefs team. Um, you can't give them extra opportunities. That's just, that's, you're basically mailing in your death wish to do something like that. You don't want to give them extra opportunities. Absolutely. You don't want to give them short fields, which hopefully Sipos is ready to come back because you don't want Brett Kern punning and giving in city short fields. So I am one of the biggest Sipos haters ever. 
but I'm a bigger Brett Kern hater because the guy can't punt. However, my only concern at this point is who does Jake Elliott feel more comfortable holding the ball for him? Well, you do know there's an open roster spot because of the offensive lineman who is on the exempt list. So if you activate Sipos, you can have both punters. You're not bringing two punters into the Super Bowl. It's not happening. Just saying. No, I mean, if, if when in doubt, if they don't have an idea of who they're going to go with, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in brought in two. I mean, you know, if they they put Brett out there and he shanks the first kick and Brett's and Aaron's good to go, they're going to put him out there. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think Brett's been, you know, he obviously hasn't been the best punter. He's he been terrible. Been that, he He's been terrible. Been all, he hasn't been the all pro guy that we've want him to be, but he obviously punted pretty well against the Giants. He had two inside inside the uh, the fifteen, I think. Um, last against the Niners, he had a punt hit the wire. I mean, what are you going to do about that? True. Um, they, you know, obviously, wasn't good conditions either. Up. They can't back themselves up into their own uh, territory and give him. You know, he can't be at right, the five right. line having them try right. to punt out. He's not right. going to do that. Uh, he's basically got you. 43 to 45, 46 yards. That's basically what you have. So, um, again, that's going to be an emphasis of not giving short fields uh, to uh, Patrick Mahomes. But, make you know, him drive, it, make him work for it. Uh-huh. Exactly. Make him, make him work for it. That's exactly what you, yeah. And, uh, you know, Javier won't need a punter in this game. Hopefully like not. You know? Yeah. If this game comes down to who we had punting the ball, we have already lost. Yeah, so you don't want to be punting the ball. You want to be driving down the field, getting field goals at the worst. So uh, hopefully touchdowns. But, you know, I think uh, this time I want to bring this question because it's 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 an interesting question. Looking back in 2017 when the Eagles won Super Bowl 52 uh-huh. and the excitement and they weren't expected to win because Carson going down and Nick Foles having to come in to back up, all right. that stuff, beating Tom Brady, everything – the excitement, the plays, everything that went on in that game. You win, you win the Super Bowl. Now, if they win on Sunday, is it a different feeling? Yes. A happier feeling, a more exciting, or you know, I want to say I want to say the twenty seventeen team. Like I knew all year that I, they were going to win it all, and even when 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 Wentz went down, like they were just something with this team. Like like okay. After that, after that Falcons win, you're like, okay, this team's winning it all. You know after what I mean? the Falcons, I was more because once once Foles came in, I was kind of like a little bit scared because of the games that were played. But after the Falcons game, the way it happened, and then the start of that Minnesota, it was like, okay, right. We know. And, and, and I guess the same can be said for the Eagles this year, but it just feels like it's more complete. It's more like accomplished. Like you know, you have all 22 starters playing this week. Like that's insane, yeah. all, unheard of. And you know, it just feels more again. It's going to be the, one of the best teams ever, and you know a lot of a lot of these guys won't be back next year. So um, I feel like it's going to be like more emotional, you know, thinking about how a lot of these guys won't be back and how this team is going to look a lot different. So I feel like this 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 Super Bowl, if they do win, will feel more just deserving, or just, I don't know how. To, it just more more it hits harder, if you want to say. So I actually think the opposite, Kendall. So. Being an Eagles fan for, for 30 years now, I could tell you that that 2017 season, um, because of all the injuries, because of all those things, yes, they, they beat up on the Vikings, but you still always assume, especially when the fact that it was Tom Brady that you were playing against in the and Super Bowl, that they were going to figure out a way to blow it. And then they just kept going blow for blow with the you know Tom Brady. And eventually they just did it. So as an Eagles fan, you know, I'm sitting next to my wife's uncle, Fred, who's, who's 90 years old and he's, he never thought he would live to see an Eagles championship and he's breaking down and crying. And that was the one where it was like, okay, after all the heartbreaks, after the, you know, the Super Bowl losses to the Patriots and to the Raiders and to the, we finally did it. And Mark saying it here, right? 20 years, you finally see your first Super Bowl championship this year. The team has been great. The team has been the best team in football. I expect this team to win, thus solidifying that we are the powerhouse that we have been all year and proving the haters wrong 
once again, but you don't get to do it once again without that first win in 2017. 2017 was more emotional. 2023 will be more sweet of a victory. But when you think about it, like this team should not be where it's at right now, especially when you date back to last year when, you know, we were what? Getting whooped up by the box in the playoffs, thirty-five zero. You expected a snap. You expected to be in the playoffs. You didn't. Expect right. Yeah, but you didn't expect I, to be this far. And so the the, the you know what? that Trent has taken, it's like it's it's like it wasn't expected. I mean, we knew they're going to be good, but we didn't think they were going to be this good. And I, I did preseason. I well, I think I had them at twelve and five. I had them at. 12-5 and five because I looked at this roster. I looked at what was brought in. I looked at the NFC East. I looked at the schedule. I looked and saw that this team, there wasn't more than five games they were losing, and they were even better than that. And but There's are- also a future, though. There's also a future that we have to look forward to. Correct. With, with the 2017 team, it's like, oh, like, you know, we're all in. That was like that. Wentz was throwing Wentz was throwing more Aiken, you know, later on the year, <laughs> next year. But now next year we have, you know, we have Goddard, we have Brown, we have Smitty. You know, we have Sweat, we have Reddick, we have, you know, Slay. We're probably going to have Chauncey back. Like, all these guys are going to be back. I mean, most, some of them will be back. But there's still going to be a path next year where they can win it again next year. And I, I think also looking at this, you want it so bad for, you know, the stories, I guess you can say. The Jalen Hurts right. story. The Nick Sirianni story. The amount of criticism, the amount of stuff that they've been through not only in their careers but even in philadelphia their short time in philadelphia it just seems that like you want it so much and you can put it this way um maybe anyone young listening you may not want to listen to this part Uh, i may want to you know cover your ears but it's almost like 2017 they were a virgin they lost their virginity they didn't know how to react. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know. Right, right. Everything. What a great now, <laughs> now they are. I, I heard, heard the analogy, so it's not my analogy. I heard it from someone else. I don't remember. I like it, though. And then now it's – they've been there before. They know what they're – they know – you know, it's the fans, how you react, how it feels for right. you. You know what you're, you're – but it also – it still it still feels good. Oh, look at that. I, 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 I <laughs> my own. But we can get off of this now. Um <sighs> But no, it just shows you like looking at this team and all these players, you know, and Dominic and Sue came back to win a, another championship. Yep. Linval Joseph won a championship his rookie year with the Giants. You know, he's towards the end of his career. <laughs> you know, you look at guys like the the legacies of guys like Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham to have two Super Bowl rings. The only two champion player, the last time in Philadelphia Eagle has won two championships, not Super Bowls. They'd be the first to have two Super Bowls, but two NFL championships was Chuck Bednarik. He is the last one, one of the greatest Eagles of all time. To your point, Johnny, like not only what makes this Super Bowl potentially more more special is like this might be Kelsey's last game. This is might be BG's last game. This might be Fletch's last game. Like this is a start of a potential dynasty, of a start of a potential new run. It was also an end of a new of an old one, and. A lot of these old heads that are around here aren't going to be back. You know, Sayo Malo is probably not going to be back. Kelsey is going to be retiring. Um, I think Fletch is going to be – I think Fletch might be back, but I think BG is going to be going. But, you know, a lot of these guys, Lane is getting up there in age. You know, we don't have these guys for much longer. And so I was fortunate enough to see that their last game potentially in the link. And that kind of was like, oh, shit, like this is happening. And right. this might be the end of it for these guys. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it this way. You look at that era – of Eagles football with those guys who've been here so long. Brandon Graham, 2010. Jason Kelsey, 2011. Fletch, 2012. Lane, 2013. You don't get – it doesn't happen very often where you have a handful of players uh-huh. who have been there basically over 10 seasons together. Unheard of. You know, we saw – you know, Chip and I are very fond of the Jeremiah Trotters and the Hugh Douglases and the Brian Dawkins and the Donovan McNabs and, and these players, Trey Thomas, John Runyon, these guys who were there for so long and unfortunately it just didn't happen. Right. Well, all the championship games they went to and unfortunately they couldn't get over that hump. They got over the hump. They just – they couldn't seal the deal. And it's just – you know, and, and, and I look back on it because the 2008 – NFC championship game 
was the last football game in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform for Brian Dawkins, for Trey Thomas, for John Runyon. And, you know, it's it, you think about that and it's like, man, couldn't they have gone over that hump, got to the Super Bowl, possibly beat the Steelers and have those guys go out on top? Right. And you see it sometimes. Michael Strahan did it. He went out on top. Jerome Bettis went out on top. Ray Lewis went out on top. The Eagles win. There could potentially, you like you said, you could see one or two guys, yeah, you know, hanging up and call it a career. Kelsey's it's very interesting sure. to think about the impact of this Super Bowl, and you look at the guys who are on these team in 2017, who's been on this team for how many years, and you know what they've put into this, and they know how special it is, and they know everything, and I think it's good to have these guys around, the guys like those guys who were there in 2017, guys like. And Dominic and Sue, who's been there a few times, you know, to be able to have that of that championship type of player to know what the the feeling is. And you know, one another guy, I I love Devonte Smith. They're like, oh, have you gone out? He goes, no, I I I slept. I, I yes, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out in the dark. Exactly. They are. This team is so laser focused on the goal. Yeah, that it's they beautiful. More. They are laser, and they've been saying it. We still haven't played our best football. We still haven't played our best football. This is this Eagles team is ready to go. They are doing everything, everything right, everything right. You know, Javier says, "How do you guys feel about winning a Super Bowl against Andy?" Look, you know, a couple of years ago, we we did the whole like, "Oh, Andy Reid, you know, go Andy Reid. That's great, you know." And no, nah, stick it to him, <laughs> dude. I want to shove it up his hula wearing shirt ass. Like enough. Like yeah. I, if it's. I have no ill will toward Andy Reid. He he spent 14 years here as the no, coach. No ill will. He lost the locker room, and he had a chance to make it up. The next season, the team got worse. They fired him. He got a job 36 hours later, or whatever it was. Good on him. Now he's going to be the winningest coach for the Chiefs' history. That's all great. I just don't want him to become the winningest coach against the Eagles and the Super Bowl. Yeah. Great yeah. storyline. Kick his ass. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I worry about the most, like going into this game, is that like the Eagles don't have much to lose. Like you know, they might be back here soon. Like. You know, Andy, he has a bunch of narratives on on his back already about how he can't win the big game or how he, you know, he has folded in the big game multiple times. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Andy to get the job done and to get another Super Bowl because if not, he's going to be, you know, if he wins, oh, he has multiple rings. You know, he's a great head coach. He's up there at Belichick. If he loses, he's going to be known for, you know, that guy who couldn't get it done. You know what I mean? Well, the other thing is you get that of the Philadelphia Eagles getting the Super Bowl, winning against the coach that couldn't do it for them. Yep. Right. You, know, you, you have that in there. Let's see. I want to win. I, I don't care who the coach is. Just give me the Super Bowl, the Lombardi trophy. Right. But speaking of, you know, I'm not going to say it's a lock, but maybe we should get into a fun little segment. It's time for the new like a locks of the week. Who's your lock? Alrighty, gonna get into some locks for this game, and it's gonna have to be this game because there are no other games that are playing, um, and you cannot do other sports. So, time. We're gonna start with you, Chip. What is your lock? Uh, lock that it will be heads. The coin toss will be heads. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, definitely tails. Definitely tails. No, the, I, I love the prop bets. Um, a lock. A quarterback will win MVP. Because that's all that matters. That's all. That's that matters. A, that's a stretch. I. I, I <laughs> a quarterback will win MVP. Go ahead, Kendall. I tried for my locks. I try to get like creative. I don't like giving like a basic lock. Like like trying to like you know expand my horizon. I give two locks. Like... Yeah, yeah. Quarterback will win MVP. Come on, shit. I'll um, come up with I a better two. one. Go do your fancy one. Can I give two? I don't care. Give as many as you want. I think the Eagles minus six and a half is a lock. Ooh. And then parlay that with Gainwell, his over rushing, which is 19 and a half, and his over receiving, which is 11 and a half. Boom. Wow. Two locks. Take it to the bank. All right. All right. Let me, let me add. My, Go ahead. Let me add to my lock. So, first off, a quarterback will win MVP because that is just a guarantee. Um, 
But I'm going to take, and I'm going with the FanDuel odds here, because I, I put myself in for a little bit of a crazy-ass bet just to see if I can win some money. But I'm going to take, and the odds are, hold on. I want to make sure I get the number right. I'm going to take, uh, anytime touchdowns, where is he, my man? Where's my man? At plus, at plus 500, a Boston Scott Super Bowl-sized touchdown. He will get a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I think a sneaky value anytime touchdown is Quez. He's like plus 800, I'm pretty sure. I've had this theory that we have kept him stuffed in the receiving, down the receiving core just for this game. And, you know, give him a a deep ball. Safety forgets about him. Justin Reed, you know, dozes off. Next thing you know, Quez Watkins is by him. I I put together a fun parlay that for $5, I put a $5 bet. It'll be a Kelsey, Sanders, Goddard, Pacheco, and Boston Scott touchdown. If I hit those five, I'm walking away with fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. Hey, that'd be that'd be pretty good. Uh, pretty pretty good hit. I will not be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at the locks, I'm going to go with uh, a tight end who is second in the NFL, fifty-eight and a half receiving yards per game, and that would be Dallas Goddard. Uh, Getting a touchdown catch. So that is my luck. I'm not going more than two. Um, but now we can get into the predictions. And go ahead, Kendall. Alrighty. So let me give you a rundown how I think this, this ball game goes. Um, like I said before, I think first half is going to be establishing Brown, Smitty, and Goddard. Um, I think the Eagles get up with going into halftime. I think they'll have, you know, a one possession lead, maybe a touchdown lead. Um, I don't think the Eagles trail once this game, by the way. Um, okay. And then, um, depending on who gets the ball at half, I can, I can foresee it being tied, but I just don't think the Eagles give the Chiefs a chance. Um, I think, I hope Gannon, you know, leaves everything in front of him. But if you're going to leave everything in front of you, make the plays and create turnovers. And if you're going to force Mahomes to get the ball out quick, you got to make plays and got to get off the field. So I also do think it's a very high-scoring game. So all that being said, I'm going to go with the final score of 38 to 28 Eagles. Super Bowl MVP, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Chip. And and I I know that, that Chiefs is kind of high. 28 points is a lot, but you can consider that some garbage time touchdowns. So. Okay. Go ahead. I, 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 too, have a 10-point victory. I have 34-24 Eagles. I made the prediction on Monday on the Boston show, and I have Jalen Hurts as the MVP. I just don't think that this Eagles offense – can really be slowed down, but I almost am confident that the Eagles defense is going to shut down this Chiefs attack. 34-24 Eagles, Super Bowl champions. I'm going to go with the I think the Eagles will get the win. Uh, I think it'll be a closer game than you guys have it. Um, I got the Eagles winning 28-23 and I have Hurts the MVP. It's an ugly ass score. I don't like that. Twenty three. Oh yeah. They get a late touchdown in the end and then try to come I feel back. Like Jake Elliott has to get a field goal, right? That's yeah, why I got thirty four and because of him too. I think they get four touchdowns. So. There we go. <laughs> no. But with that, you know, it's fun. Game Sunday. Um, yeah. Still got to wait a little bit, but oh god, uh, it's. It's going to be fun. The game's going to be fun. Let's enjoy it. Let's get this W. Hopefully go out on top and have the parade down Broad Street. I'll be there. With that, I want to give a very happy and a very Super Bowl. I can't think of Super Bowl. Super size. Super Bowl sized. Super Bowl sized. Go by. The Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. Where, hey, for all the eagle content you need, go follow All About the Birds. 
they do a damn thing. Check them out. Hey Eagles fans, I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy Freddie Mitchell, AKA Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds, all the time. All birds, all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds, all the time.